You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Tony Groves and William Gibson. Hey, guys. How's it going, Mike? Good evening. Hey. Well, day after Christmas, uh, let's first ask, uh, guys, do you get anything iRacing related for Christmas? I picked up uh, the IndyCar, Road America, and the Formula One car, so um, got the wife's permission to do that, so that was my Christmas present from her. <laughs> nice. Formula One, holy cow. Yeah, that thing is definitely a beast and more in car settings than every other car I've driven combined. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Um if you don't have a setup, you're better run the fixed. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Anything for Christmas? Yeah, I guess I was a good boy this year and my wife got me a new wheel. It's got the uh the G29 wheel. Um, been playing around with that all day and wow, what an upgrade from the old, uh, driving force GT. G29. Nice. That's the Logitech, uh, main product these days. Uh, and, and what do you think of it, about the force feedback uh, part of it? Is it, how's it feeling for you? I really like it. I find this wheel, uh, so much smoother than the other one. Um, much, uh, much nicer inputs and the force feedback is uh it, it's it's definitely not as jerky as the uh the gt was do you feel like you got the settings right and for the wheel itself and for the in sim wheel settings and calibration and all that yeah yeah no everything seems to actually it was, it was pretty darn easy it just uh pretty near set itself up um now having the extra the shifter beside me, the H pattern, that's a little different, but uh yeah, a little bit more and I'll be I'll be right used to it. Now do you got buttons on your H pattern? No, no, it's it's not like the G twenty seven. There's no buttons okay. whatsoever. Yep. I use those. I I have the G twenty seven shifter and wheel and I use those buttons a lot, so I'd be tough to give those up. Well, on on the 29, you got so many buttons on the on the wheel itself and um I I built myself a button box, so I've got I've got everything I need. I guess I don't even know the G27, so I I can't miss it. Yeah. Well, nice wheel. Good job there. I did not get anything iRacing related. I got uh, Apple AirPods, EarPods, which I absolutely adore. Got a scope for my rifle, so kind of fueling those other needs in my life. But uh, all right, let's get into iRacing, though. Let's talk about that. Uh, the NASCAR iRacing series is off on hiatus. Daytona 500 is up next. I just found out earlier today that Talladega is in the A car this week, and I didn't even know it. But uh, now that I know it, I think I'm going to start running it tonight after dinner and uh, see if I can sneak some wins out of these guys. Uh, so kind of excited uh, for that tonight. 
see if I can do something with the Talladega A car. Uh, let's talk road road to pro. Uh, we did run last week at Darlington, and uh, with the new A car, as we call it. Um, so I'll talk about my race. Uh, I raced with Matt Cisna, teammate. Uh, well, let's talk about Matt's race. He did wreck out fairly early. He said the guy up in front was going really, really slow in the corner, and everyone got stacked up, and he basically got wrecked. And it was just kind of one of those deals where somebody in the race was just, like, didn't practice and was just way off pace, you know, going through the corner and just kind of killed everybody. Uh, my race, P22, was the final result. Uh, the bottom line, I suck. Uh, is really what I wrote down about it. That's how I felt. I had 13 incidents out of a total of 15 available. Um, I got the Darlington Stripe many times, uh, a few different times. Eventually, uh, some guy squeezed me up into the wall, and then I think in the next set of corners, I ended up wrecking. The car must have been damaged or something. Um, so it was another bad result for me in the Road to Pro, so... I can't seem to get a good result in this in this particular series, but it only runs once a week, so it's not like you have multiple tries. And uh, I looked at the schedule for Road to Pro coming up. Uh, it's off this week. It's off next week for the holidays and back January 10th for Sonoma. And that should be interesting. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this week for a while. I've been busy at work missing the last these last few but sonoma i'm glad that's gonna be my first one back i'm excited for it you're gonna run sonoma road to pro oh yeah i wouldn't miss that yep what about you tony uh is that one of the tracks you still have yet to get or uh darlington there yeah i don't have that one yet yeah sonoma Jeez, you caught me not paying attention i'm trying to catch up with the <laughs> <laughs> Sonoma, no, I don't have Sonoma yet either, but uh, that'll be one that'll be picking up um, very early into the NIS series, just so I can get some good practice time on it. Yeah. You know, it, the way this goes is most of these guys are oval racers, and then they go to Sonoma. If you can keep it on the track, you usually can get a good result. But if you run off the track, you're just one of those guys that run off the track, you know, and... They give the other guys the good result for the when they don't run off the track. Yeah, when we hit Watkins Glen last year, that was my first road race um, with the A car, and uh, I, I followed that there. I just you know took it slow. I certainly not fast at all, but um, I did end up coming uh, finishing up with a really decent finish. Um, so I think I'll employ, employ the same strategy with Sonoma. Yeah. And you got to remember, there's no full course cautions at Sonoma, so it's a green flag to green flag, you know, checkered flag kind of race. And if you're trying to win this race, you have to qualify up front. You can't come from the back of the field and win this race. If you're going to win it, you have to be in the top five, you know, top ten maybe. But, yeah, I mean, because the guys that are going to run good, they're going to stay on track, they're going to, you know, run good lap times every single lap, and you're going to have to beat them. And it, it's going to be uh, real hard to to win this race. But uh, 
I, I certainly don't go into this one thinking I'm going to win it. It's just one of those survive and try to get some points. All right. Uh, let's keep going. What's next? GRC. Let's talk GRC. That's what I've been racing, guys, at night. Uh, I'll talk about some of my racing. Uh, Iowa was this last week. Uh, boy, my I rating SR is just diving. I mean, I got down to the 800s. And uh, it feels like every single feature I was getting in, I'm getting turned around, lap one, turn one. And it's not like I'm doing anything wrong. I'm just driving in there with everybody else, running my line, and somebody runs into me. Or they get in the back of me, or they slide up into me, or whatever. And I'm always getting turned around and end up, you know, P10. And I usually go on to finish maybe P5, roughly, you know, on average. And I do come back and collect some spots, but it seems like every single time I'm getting nailed. And uh, so that's the way it was at Iowa. Now, I did run... Uh, the GRC Rookie Series, which I'm, I guess I'm allowed to do, obviously, and I'm a C license, but it allows me to run it. It was Daytona Rookie. Uh, I got a pole. I led every single lap, and I won the race. And uh, so I put up a picture of that on our Facebook page. And that's my first win in GRC, guys. Uh, finally cutting through and getting that first win. Now I want to win in the other series, not the the non-rookie series, obviously. And I've been working at that, and I've gotten as high as second and third and so forth. Uh, IRP is this week, or Lucas Oil Raceway. Uh, much better track for me, and my I rating and SR have been climbing since I've been running this. Uh, yesterday it climbed quite a bit because I had some good, really good runs. Uh, and then I pulled up the points uh, to check out the points. And I'm kind of disappointed the website is still broken as far as points go. Like, you can't see them on the website. You have to open up an Excel. You have to download a CSV file and open it in Excel and search your name and so forth. Anyway, I pulled up the uh, points on the GRC. Um, and guess what? I'm running eighth in my division. So had no idea I was running that well. So top 10 in the first series of GRC, I'd be real happy with that. Yeah, that's actually really good considering I that's a really popular series. I very rarely see it have very low car counts, so that's that's impressive. Well, yeah, and I'm just learning and I'm still slow out there, but uh I'm trying to learn now to drive without the handbrake. I think I've I've gone from not using the handbrake cuz I didn't know any better to to using it all the time to now not using it or trying not to use it because it does slow you down. If you can make the corner without the handbrake, you're better off. Yeah, the the only turn I feel like I need it almost every time is that very last corner at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway because um, it's that really tight hairpin. Yeah. But if you watch the fast guys, the guys that are winning the races, they're not doing that. And that's my observation. And you can learn a ton by going in car with those guys in a practice. You know, pick out the fastest guy, 
watch a lap of him in car and you'll be amazed at how different it is from what you do. And you'll be like, oh, maybe I should do this a little differently. Well, anyway, I'm enjoying Global Rallycross, as I call it, GRC. Uh, pleasantly surprised at how much fun I'm having with this and how much more time I'm spending on the sim than I was previously. So um, kudos, iRacing. It's really fun to race these cars. Now, Tony, I tried to get you uh, hooked up here with me on this the other day, and, and you played game, and you ran a couple of races, but, man, you were just... I think you felt like you were out of your element a little bit. I don't think you were ready. Oh, no, definitely not. I was totally out of my element. I completely sucked. Um, I don't think there's a wall that I didn't hit uh, at that Daytona track. I was friggin' terrible. <laughs> um, I, I just, I got to do more of it. That's it. That's plain and simple. I just got to do more. Yeah, and don't worry about, you know, I rating and SR because... You're at the bottom anyway. You're already at the bottom. So, you know, just don't be afraid to try it. That's what I'm getting at. And I'm just, I'm telling our listeners, get out there and run it, guys. This isn't affecting your regular license and, uh, and just get it. Now, I hit everything in sight, too, when I first started. I was hitting every wall and rolling the car and all this. But I still ran the races and I still learned. And now I'm, I can get that car around the track you know, without wrecking pretty much. Um, and I'm pretty quick. I'm not quick like everybody, like the good guys, but I can, you know, certainly qualify mid pack or so. Uh, and occasionally I can get a pole and I did get one just the other day. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's exactly how you do it, right? It's just like everything else in I racing. It just takes seat time. Um, dedicate a little bit of seat time and, and you're going to start doing good and you're going to start getting those pulls and, and, uh, you know, podium finishes and, and, and wins like you've, you've gotten this week. Yeah. And ghosting is a great tool for that. Now, part of the challenge is uh, we were hoping you were going to ghost me in the regular GRC series, but you couldn't, right? Because you're still a rookie. Is that right? No, no, actually, I would have been able to, but I don't have... Oh, you didn't have the, I don't track. Have the track. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, yeah, it was Iowa, that's right. Well, yeah, I'm real happy with GRC. I've I just been like a pig in, in mud with it. Um, it's been good, so... Kudos, kudos, kudos. All right, let's get into topics. Uh, Tony, you want to take the first one? Yeah, um, it's a forum topic. Um, these guys were uh, wondering about Le Mans because it's uh, set up in August. And, um, well, a very quick answer is they, uh, they they got a build coming up in June and they, they just they wanted to, to distance it uh, from that build. Um, and um, I am imagining that's going to be the day-to-night transitions and uh give it a little time to work some bugs out yeah that's a distance june to august wow that's two months this surprised me i i mean we talked about this when the schedule came out why is lamar in august being the real races in june i mean the whole idea of following these world events is you race them on our racing you watch them on tv you know 
or vice versa. And when they're two months separated, it just doesn't, it's, you know, there's something lost there. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So Doug Hunt Jr., uh, staff member from iRacing, he, he posted up that, um, you know, they wanted to distance it from the June build, but they already have two events scheduled for July. So they, they moved it to August. Now, um, that, that's what makes me think that, you know, that's when they're going to break the, um, the day to night transition and yeah. they don't want to just have a 24 hour event and the whole thing go to crap. So, or they don't want to have the 24 hour event right before they release the day to night transition. Yeah. Good point. That too. Like they want it, you know, to be the showcase event for after they release it. And so they're buying themselves some extra time by moving it to August because there obviously will be problems if they re the major release is June is what they're targeting, you know, for day night, you know, transition to come out. That gives them two months to do hot fixes to get it fixed and right for Lamar, which would be in August. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could I, I think it's a fairly decent trade off if that's you know if that's the, the the thinking anyways you know you could have Lamont in june and not have the day night transition or have it severe you know possibly you know broken needing some hot fixes and some patches um or just wait a couple months and and have it right i was wondering if they were actually gonna have any more car launches as well because i know they talked about the i think it was the porsche and the audi i think the lmp1 cars with those plus day to night, that would be the coolest 24 hours Lama I think the Sims ever had. I think they're in the data acquisition phase on those cars. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm new to iRacing, so I'm not sure the timeline, but I was thinking of those cars as well would be a huge, a huge addition for that race. I, I'm sure they're working on that. I think we've talked about that before. Um, that that was had been started. The process had been started. All right, William, you want to pick up the next topic? Yeah, so it looks like they posted up some information on their Premier Series. So we have the 2018 Peak Antifreeze Series, 2018 iRacing World Championship GP Series, and the Blompain GT World Championship Series. So Tyler yeah. Hudson posted the documents that kind of go over the series as far as um, Road to Pro, then obviously the Pro Series and all the or all the rules and what it's going to cover. I haven't got a chance to read through them all yet, but it's all the information we need for those. It's official is what it is, official paperwork. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll go over the Road to Pro as far as the NASCAR side. I'm not going to really go over the other one. As far as Formula One or the blank paying team, excuse me, blank paying team series stuff, uh, but they have a similar document as what we're about to review for the NASCAR side, and so the the road to pro is going to be the trucks. Okay, now we've talked about this before, so you have to have an A license, but it's trucks. Okay. And it's once a, every other week on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. So it's a bi-weekly race with up to 40 truck fields. Qualifying is attached to the race session. 
Uh, and so the, the NASCAR iRacing Pro Series is the qualifying series for the Peaks Anti-Freeze Esports Series. So you noticed a name change there. They're calling the Peak Series now the NASCAR Peak Antifreeze Esports Series. Uh, that series starts in November and ends in January. Uh, this this NASCAR iRacing Pro Series, which is the feeder to the Peak. So it says the top 20 drivers from the NASCAR Road to Pro Series. That's the one we just talked about for the trucks. Plus the bottom 20 drivers from the Peak Antifreeze Series from the previous year, holding a Class A oval license, will qualify for this series called the Pro Series. There will be one race per week on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. This will be the Xfinity car. Ten races with one drop week. Top 20 point finishers will be considered for a Pro license and entry into peak. Single race with 40 cars, etc., etc., so I hope I said that right. So there'll be a truck, Road to Pro. Then there'll be a Pro, which is the Xfinity. And then there'll be the Peak, which is the A-Car. Crazy, huh? I like it. I think it's, uh, well, I mean, heck, we want to mimic uh, NASCAR the best we can. And, well, we're one even one step closer to doing that. It's... Uh, It'll keep things interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to checking out all that out when it happens. Yeah, well, I think oh, obviously I think it's a great idea having that transition. Um, I just hope they broadcast it and kind of make it an event like they have the Peak Series and kind of really when they talk about it, talk about the drivers that are up and coming and where they came from and stuff. Get a little more interaction with the drivers themselves. But I'm excited to watch it. It doesn't really say when this truck series starts, but it'll be called Road to Pro. 15 to 17 races with two drop weeks. And I think the thing to think about is the Road to Pro and the Pro, the Xfinity and the truck, that's for everybody. Anybody with an A license can compete, okay? And so they're going to have splits based on I rating. But once you get... So you can run that all you want, and then there's the peak series, which is the A-car, but it's just one race of 40 people. There's no splits for that. So let's make that distinction, is this series will lead to the top 40 best guys in iRacing, and they get to go race the A-car. Nobody else gets to race the A-car in this scenario. So one thing I'm kind of looking at is it's saying it's 15 to 17 weeks with every two weeks. That kind of runs in line with the Cup Series schedule. That's so 30 I, weeks, yeah. I assume that's going to go throughout the year. And then if you look, because it says the Pro Series will be the bottom 20 from the Peak Series and the top 20 from the Road to Pro. And that looks like it's going to go on between November to January which would then get you in line to run the peak series for that next year. So I think if they do this year in and year out, you're going to have to spend one year in the trucks, the winners in the Xfinity car. And then if you make it to the, um, the next year of peak, or you go back to the trucks the next year. So it looks like this is something that would go throughout the whole year. 
instead of having the pro series like we have it right now, where everybody gets in. Well, and this is a distinct, different thing from the NIS. Okay, NIS is the one that follows the NASCAR schedule, and it runs on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday, and Sunday, basically. And you can pick when you run, or you can run multiple events. There's about six starts available for NIS. And I kind of like this because this is on Tuesday nights. And that is a dead night for NIS. So will we run this as a team? Hell yes, we're going to run this. Me and my team are going to run this Road to Pro and the Pro Series. Why not? You know, let's run on Tuesday nights. Let's run the truck. Let's run that Xfinity car. You know, why shouldn't we? Well, it looks like from the way I'm reading it, Mike, is you have to be in the top 20 of points to race the Xfinity car in the in the winter time. Oh, I see. So it's something that will go year in and year out. So you have the NASCAR season will run the Peak Series and the Road to Pro with the Pro Series in the Xfinity car during the off season in the winter. Yep. So everyone runs the trucks, but you have to you have to be promoted to go to Xfinity. Yeah, so you get promoted or demoted back to Xfinity depending on how you did in the Peak Series. So not only will we have the Peak Championship to watch, we'll have to watch that 20th spot cut line because you want to finish top 20 in the Peak Series or you're going to have to spend your next winter in the Xfinity car. Well, you know, I was concerned about is this going to take away from NIS? Is it going to take drivers from NIS and they won't run NIS because they'll run this. I, and I think the answer is no, because it is a once-a-week a, a thing on Tuesdays, and which doesn't interfere with the NIS schedule. So I think that, I hope, I hope that all the NIS drivers will run these series, you know. And why not? You know, let's race on Tuesdays too. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm actually excited for this series. Now that I've re- I've read through it like three times now as we've talked and I think it's a, I don't think I have any chance of making it to the Xfinity car, but no, it would be but fun to be in those races. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean that's the thing about iRacing is you want to be where the numbers are, how many people are racing, you know. And uh Yeah, and I I find the trucks fun to drive, so the fact that this is an A license. You don't have the C license drivers in there. Um, and you have people really pushing to get to that next level. I think it will be a really competitive series. Yep. Yeah, pretty cool. I guess I'll run trucks on Tuesdays uh, when this starts up. Uh, when, it doesn't really say when, but I imagine Daytona would probably be the presumption, right? Yeah, that would be a. I mean, that's would be a great place to start. And in fact, I think the trucks run Daytona nighttime, right out the gate. So that would be a, a fun way to start the season off. Yeah, and I hope they also follow the NASCAR schedule. So, I would love to. You know, if they're following the the regular NIS schedule, you're at the same track. You know, and you're not having to deal with two tracks in a given week. So uh, we'll have to see. Um, I don't think we have that kind of detail yet, but 
Check that out. All right, I'll take next topic here. Uh, this is in reference to one we talked about previous week. It was referenced, uh, called Street Stock Garbage. Uh, anyway, um, there's some more information on this post. And basically, Tyler Hudson said, uh, the tire compound change was a huge step in correcting uh, bad behavior as well as other things, I think this car could potentially become one of the most popular dirt cars. So he's talking about the upcoming changes to the street stock dirt car. Um, they're actually working on them in beta, I understand, and are going to release them as a hot fix or a hot release here uh, early to mid-January is what I understand. So anyway, I'm excited about this. I want to get back to dirt oval. I'm going to wait for this fix to go through on the street stock, and then that's where I'm going to start. And I'm going to try to run that until I get a win, and I'm going to try to move up from there. Probably, I, I keep thinking I'm going to go to the midget car, the new uh, you know, wingless sprint thing. Yeah, that midget car is going to be a lot different than the uh, street stock for sure. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I want to I want to work my way up to it. So I'm excited for these changes on the street stock, uh, and we'll see how it goes. All right, uh, Tony, what's next? There's a post put up here uh, from John Hammer um, talking about the the weather um, and the race session weather is not reporting accurate weather for the session and neither is the driver's meeting weather and uh yeah he's he's got a picture up here and it looks awfully cold um i can't tell where he's racing from but the said the temperature's at 43 uh 43 degrees 43 holy cow that's like december temperatures or something yeah, it's at Fontana, and trust me, that it does not get 43 degrees there, I think, ever. <laughs> well, a hammer's always on top of it. He seems to find these bugs all the time, and there's obviously a problem. Uh, he shows also a screenshot of, well, it's a screenshot of the website with that temperature, but it also a screenshot of the sim where it shows a different temperature of 73 So yeah, something's broken, and that you know how much weather affects these setups. Uh, so anyway, I don't think anyone's actually responded to his post. So I hope uh, iRacing has seen this problem. All right, uh, what do you got next, uh, William? So it looks like John Hammer here found another bug, um, where a tire is halfway through the track in pit lane. So it looks like middle of the pit box, a tire rendered right underneath where the car should pit. Just there, halfway. So last week we questioned where those tires went. I think we now know. Um, but it's, he's happening at every track. Um, actually, one of the best comments to the post was from Brody Hanna. He said, if you're running the Gen 6 at Atlanta, it feels like you're running on the rim anyway, so this could be graphically correct. So, but yeah, just uh, another weird little bug where the tire is just in the middle of pit lane, just chilling there. 
Yeah, the picture he posted is pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, it looks like the tire is halfway sunk into the concrete, you know. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a problem there. Something to do with the new pit crews, I presume. But uh, yeah, they should hire Hammer because he's their new bug fixer or bug finder. He seems to find all these bugs. All right. <laughs> uh, next up was a points and scoring issue. And uh, I've noticed this myself. Like I, when I went to pull up the points for the GRC, I have to open a stupid Excel, you know, a CSV. And what is wrong with the website? I mean, why can't they just show us the stats like they always do? I don't get it. So they know that there's a problem. Though. They did post a forum post, Tyler Hudson did anyway, that, hey, we acknowledge there's a problem, we're working it out, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I do, I do a lot of time trials during the week just to relax, kind of bump my safety rating a tiny bit. And I usually like to hop on there and check those out, but it's such a pain to see where you rank because of it. Yeah. And I'm pretty good with Excel, and I can, you know, hit Control-F and find my name and whatnot, but it's just uh, inconvenient, you know? Yeah, pretty soon it's going to be, you'll have to go to the new UI to see where you're at. <laughs> All right, Tony, what's next? <laughs> well, another bug to so to speak on the forums uh, the, the the forum t uh, the post title was awesome holy netcode batman and um, <laughs> jeremiah smith he uh posted up a, a video um of yeah definitely the worst netcode i've ever seen um they're uh driving down a straightaway and i i i'm not sure what uh, it's a road track and all of a sudden just the what uh two cars just both get lifted up in the air. The one uh, gets flipped upside down, and uh, the other one landed on its wheels. But uh, just it, it happened out of nowhere. Like there was, uh, you know, those pistons they use um, in movies to to launch a car. That's exactly what it looks like, just out of nowhere. Yeah, this is Monza down the backstretch, and they're just kind of running like double file under caution. It, it almost appears and and what are they like eight feet apart or something i mean i mean they're not even close in any way shape or form yeah it looks like the first car hits the guardrail but then it launches that second car as if you hit him but he is more than at least two car lengths away so you could tell something was definitely going on with that netcode there because it looks like the the first car hits the guardrail, and then it just launches car two for no reason. Right. It's as if he hit it, but he was actually several feet away from it. Yeah. It's a, that's probably the worst netcode I've ever seen. And I think the title is very fitting, Tony. Holy netcode, Batman. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very fitting. <laughs> All right, uh, Will, what do you got next? So High Racer Max Porter posted up a, a question in the forum and should we add more short tracks, yes or no? And 
he posted a picture of a short track and went about the history of it that they could add to iRacing. And we have 54% said no and 46% said yes. So I was actually a little surprised that the no's outweighed the yes for new content. Um, but yeah, so looks like people right. Why really would you hungry. vote no? I don't get it. The only thing I could think of is just lack of participation. I've been wanting to pick up the um, Silver Crown car for a while, which they typically run on shorter tracks, but there's really no participation. So I feel like with Dirt, Rallycross, a lot of that participation has shifted. Yeah, do they need all the... Yeah, so he's talking about adding, you know, asphalt short tracks that we don't currently have, like Greensville, Greenville Pickens Speedway which we used to run the uh, Xfinity cars there. Or other people suggested other tracks like Salem and Winchester. Or Nashville Fairgrounds. And so forth. So I don't know. Uh, it would be nice, I think, to eventually add those tracks. I don't think the answer would be no from me. But uh, do we need them? Probably not. Like you said, we're already spread too thin. Yeah, I, I personally would like to do more short track racing, but between like my commits I have in life and everything, I don't have time. And just another series to run just is tough for sure. But I always say more content the better, but if no one's using it, why spend the effort into it? All right, next up, RedBullGlobalRallyCross.com, another Friday feature on iRacing on their website, which gets tons of traffic, guys. And this time they posted up Twitter screenshots of people's uh, paint jobs of their Global Rallycross cars. And uh, some pretty nice-looking uh, paints were featured here on their website. From some of the uh, various iRacers, they put up three uh, really nice ones. Uh, they look pretty good. I'm happy with the paint I'm running. I posted it on Facebook uh, recently. It's got my name uh, in big, big letters across the side. I think, Will, you hooked me up with that, right? Yeah, yeah. I try to make one for everyone in the team. Um, I'm trying to work on a couple more right now. I'm going to try to get an iRacers Lounge rally car out there. But, yeah, these are some really nice graphics, better than anything I could paint. Um, but, yeah, no, these are these are definitely nice, and I'm going to try to – I need to up my paint game now. Yeah, and you can tell that these guys, if you look closely at the paints and the design of them, you can tell that these guys are, you know, obviously the top-notch painters, probably on trading paints. Uh, who knows, but uh, – Pretty cool looking paint jobs, and it's cool to see that Global Rallycross is still, you know, fully promoting this iRacing stuff, so kudos there. All right, uh, what happened next, Tony? Well, uh, yeah, another glitch. Um, <laughs> big post, everything dirt is gone, um, and uh, yeah, kind of hard to really explain on my my quick read through here but uh they were trying to find find dirt races and and stuff and there just was nothing there um i scrolled down and found that they 
they think they've uh, fixed it. But once again, John Hammer, he was he was all over it and and uh, trying to point them in the right directions and stuff. Um, and uh, he seems to have been helping. Anyhow, uh, the they said for the most part it had been fixed, but um, yeah, I guess that there still is a couple of issues that that need to be resolved yet. But I. I was running this the other day and I didn't have any issues. Yeah. So it was the twenty first and it was like dirt didn't exist. You look on the website and it was just gone. Nothing dirt related. I think somebody even said April Fools. Uh this is the real April Fools. They they take it away after they release GRC. But uh yeah apparently you could get in if you use the new beta UI so some people were doing that, but uh, I think eventually they obviously fixed this because I know it's been working since. So I think it was just for one day that it was down. But uh, yeah, a lot of people were complaining and whatnot and trying different things, different browsers, uh, clear your cache, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I wasn't trying to race that day, so I didn't get affected by it. Yeah, I completely missed this happening, so... It was a quick fix, it sounds like. All right, Will, what's next? All right, so we have some more discussion about the NIS participation credits. Um, there's really kind of nothing going on to it, and like you emailed Tyler Hudson, and he replied back, um, thanks, guys, I have forwarded the correct department, and this is being looked at. Please keep in mind, a lot of staff are out until New Year's, so it may... Oh, can't even read right now. <laughs> Maybe until then before this is resolved. So they're aware of it. They know they know everyone's waiting for their credits. So just uh, got to be a little patient for them. Yeah, this, uh, we talked about this before. And it kind of stalled. And I'm like, uh, I, gotta, I get alerts or something on this thread be, for some reason. But um, it just had stalled and nobody from iRacing ever saw it. And so I decided to take action. So I emailed Mr. Tyler Hudson with a link to this particular post and just said, hey, can you take a look at this? And that's all I said. And sure enough, uh, good guy he is. He actually emailed me back and told me he would absolutely take care of it. Uh, and he posted on the forum itself and, and said something along those lines that he has asked the right person about it. But uh, what it is, is at some point, somebody from iRacing, I think it was Tony Gardner, said participation credits can be earned in the NIS series by competing in 30 out of the 36 race weeks. And so that means we should be due some iRacing credits, if that's the case. And so I'm just trying to make that happen. If I can make that happen uh, and I can get a, a few credits so I can buy a car, I'm happy to do that. So. I hope it works. We'll see. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to get involved anymore. I'm not going to poke him, uh, poke the bear, so to speak. But uh, I gave it a shot, got at least a staff member involved, and we'll see if uh, they actually do anything about that. But, you know, I don't think it was ever in writing that there would be participation credits for NIS uh, besides in a forum post, and I don't know if that carries any weight or not, but we'll see. 
Well, here's hoping because uh, that w- that'd be cool. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, I would say people that run that NIS schedule, they are definitely worthy. I got credits for running eight late model races. You guys deserve credits for running 30 plus uh, A car races for sure. Yeah. And it's usually more than 30. Most people do more than one start a week. So that that's that's easily a 60, 90 number or 120 number, you know. All right, what's next? So it looks like we have a a forum post from iRacing staff Susan Flint. I'm just wishing everyone a happy holidays and letting everyone know that the iRacing um, support staff would not be there um, Monday, December 25th for Christmas and also Monday, January 1st for New Year's Day. Um, They're going to be there kind of short-staffed, so it might take a little bit longer to get replies than normal. But um, the only day we have to go without anybody is... Um, the 25th was it, which has already passed and then Monday, January 1st. Yep. So they're off for two holidays. Otherwise they're open year round. I mean, think about that folks. They got a full staff of people, developers, artists, office people, executives, everything. And they're open full time. They pay these people benefits. You think that's free? You know, you think you pay too much for iRacing? It's actually pretty affordable if you consider everything that's going into it. Pretty cool. Okay, so, uh, Tony, you want to take the next one? Yeah, sure. Um, more GRC stuff. Uh, can anyone stop Mitchell DeJong? He, uh, he tore it up and uh, took another win um, in uh, in Iowa. Uh, that would have been on the 22nd when they did the um, Race Spot TV feature. Yeah. So that's he's two for two now. So let's talk about Mitchell DeJong a little bit. I mean, and talk about who this guy is. He runs GRC for real. Okay, so he's a real GRC driver. That's what he does for a living. And uh, and now he's in iRacing I doing the same thing and dominating the top split there on the Friday night. So it's just amazing, you know, that the it the it can translate like that, you know, that... The GRC driver can get out of the real car and he can get into a simulated car and and run just the same, you know, or as well. And he is obviously proving it. Yeah, and it, he um he actually races. It looks like a Honda Civic and GRC in real life. So hopefully that's a sign of some content to come. Very good. All right, I'll take final topic here. Kind of a short week this week because of the holidays. Not a lot of going on on the forums, guys. But that's kind of to be expected. Uh, an article I found on racingnews.co. And uh, they're a, a mainstream real racing kind of website. But they got a feature article about Mike McKinney. Mike McKinney is a real-life uh, driver who runs... The UMP modified car, uh, modified cars, 
And he was instrumental in bringing this car to iRacing. It was his car that got scanned before the iRacing scan. And he was also involved in the development and beta testing of the car on dirt uh, before it was released here recently. And so this is a, a long kind of interview style, you know, question and answer uh, article about that. And uh, he's been on, on iRacing since 2009. And he actually got involved in real racing after sim racing. He actually learned how to race on sim racing before he even got involved in real racing. So he talks about that a little bit. It's a very interesting story. And, uh, you know, just kind of talks about his career and how he got involved and and talks about iRacing quite a bit as a, a, a great tool of how he got um, involved in racing to begin with. And uh, he also talks about this the car specifically, the UMP Modified, and how accurate it is to the sim car, to the real car. And he, he basically said it's very accurate, you know. So pretty cool. Mike McKinney. I didn't really know his name till I read the article here, but if you're into uh, UMP Modified, you probably have heard of him. Yeah, this, um, I know I, they didn't have UMP Modifieds here in Southern California. They have IMCA Modifieds, which seem very, very similar. And I was really excited when this car came out and I think it's really fun to drive. And a lot of things he talks about, like trail braking and working the throttle over the slick is um, amazing. And I am, it's a great, great read. Yep. Yeah. He talks about trail braking's important in this car, which is a nice little tip for sure. Yeah. And in fact, one of the, one of the top guys at our local track, that was something he talked a lot about is like, he was pretty much full throttle and half brake a lot of the time, and it's something I do quite a bit when I drive these things. Obviously, I'm not the best. I could put a good race together, but it's just cool to see how accurate that these cars are, and it makes me appreciate driving them. Yep. Yeah. And they're hard for a reason, because the real-life car, car is that hard, you know? Yeah, they have, they these cars have a ton of power and just really bad tires so it's really easy to spin your tires and you're always searching for grip so yeah the idea is not to spin the tire right yeah no it's it's a really like no matter what size motor you have everybody has the same tire in these things and it's it's hard and slick and you're not really getting any grip from that tire so the suspension just pushes down in the ground which is why they look like they're so jacked up in the sim and that's accurate to real life and it's cool to see that they put this much effort into it. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So check that out. You can find that article at racingnews.co. All right, with that, we'll get into final thoughts. Tony Groves, what do you got? I uh, I don't have a whole lot today. Um, I, I really can't wait till February. Um, I really want to get back into NIS. I'm all excited. Um, new wheel. That's really exciting. Uh, this thing is just a breath of fresh air. This is so f cool. The brake pedal is, uh, you know, something totally different. They've they've added a heck of a lot of stiffness, and 
Um, I feel I got so much more control using that brake pedal. Um, but yeah, uh, man, February can't come fast enough. That's that's all I got this week, guys. Yeah, and just a tidbit I forgot to tell you. Don't forget about auto feedback button in the sim after you've run about 90 seconds. And you should go and click that each and every time you change tracks and or cars. Because you run a couple laps, it determines what the proper force feedback is for that car and track combination. And if you push that button, it will change it to that appropriate number. And you'll be surprised at the variance uh, that number will be from one car to another. So I think a lot of people forget about it. I forget about it still. But it really needs to be a, a habit uh, if you want it to be correct. Yeah, in fact, I remember we did a truck race a few weeks ago. And um, I set my settings really low for dirt and forgot to adjust it back. And ran that whole race at like a 4.3 strength, which... It worked, but it felt funny the whole race. I could not figure out why. Yeah, so get that into your routine with your new wheel, and you'll love it. All right, uh, William Gibson, final thought. You know, I'm just I'm just excited for the holidays to be winding down. I could kind of get back on the sim a little more often. I have a couple small side projects I've been working on for the podcast and the team that I'm hopefully going to be able to put a little more time into and. Yeah, no, I'm just excited for holidays to be over. So time to get ready to do some more racing. Yep. All right, cool. I have several things. Um, we're still working on our 24-hour schedule and roster for the 24 hours of Daytona. David Flowers is uh, leading that effort. I still think he needs drivers, even though he might think he has enough. So if you're interested in helping in some way, specifically if you're from Australia or or Europe, and you can keep the car on the pavement, we might seek your assistance. So uh, hit up David Flowers, and uh, we'll see if he can get you scheduled. But we're still working that out. Uh, I still need to actually buy the car myself. So there's, there's various problems. We still got to work out to get that figured out. Uh, I'm looking forward to... This week, I'm going to run the A car at at Talladega and see if I can steal some wins and maybe some I rating um, because I'm pretty confident at those restrictor plate tracks. So looking forward to that. And and continuing GRC, um, I got my first win. I'm looking for number two. And I'm having so much fun with GRC. I mean, that car is a blast to manhandle around the track. And, and that's what you have to do is manhandle it, but you have to finesse it too. And there's a thing with GRC, if you uh, fast is slow. And so if you overdrive it, and, or if you just kind of slow down and take it easy, and always trying to hit the, the apex and take the inside and all that, You'll be so much quicker, you won't believe it. So I'm, I'm starting to learn that kind of stuff, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I'm, I hope to get another win here shortly. Uh, final thing is YouTube. William, you kind of uh, alluded to it, but we're putting the podcast on YouTube, guys. If you're interested in checking it out and consuming the podcast in that manner, uh, we'll have visuals. We're trying to grow a little bit on that, and see how it goes but hey check it out you know uh, you can find us just by searching iRacers Lounge on YouTube 
Yeah. Bam. I was going to say, if any anyone watches that and they have any ideas or anything that could make it better, please feel feel I can't even talk right now. Feel free to throw it in the comments, and I'll definitely read those. And um, I enjoy doing that, and just want to make it the best possible. So. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, it is an audio podcast, and you can find us wherever there are audio podcasts can be found out there, specifically iTunes and Google Play Store. And uh, But yeah, you know, uh, we want to expand to everybody and gain a larger audience. So YouTube is there, and we're going to use it. And uh, with that, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.